0: Tell you what the alien agenda is, and it's going to sound very familiar. The alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet, the killing off of five six to seven eighths of the world's population by the year 2029.
1: The whole blood drinking ceremony of the satanic world, Wall Street, the Illuminati.
2: Children are being killed for their bone
3: end of the world as we know it this one world government this one world economy
1: america will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance control and domination
3: come on come on to the depths of our imagination you may not like
4: what you find but after all it's
0: this is the construct it's our loading program we can load anything from clothing to equipment weapons training simulations anything we need right now we're inside a computer program is it really so hard to believe your clothes are different. The plugs in your arms and head are gone. Your hair has changed. Your appearance now is what we call residual self-image. It is the mental projection of your digital self. This, this isn't real. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. This is the world that you know. The world as it was at the end of the 20th century. It exists now only as part of a neural interactive simulation that we call the matrix. You've been living in a dream world, Neo. This is the world as it exists today. for certain is that at some point in the early 21st century, all of mankind was united in celebration. We marveled at our own magnificence as we gave birth to A.I. A.I., you mean artificial intelligence? A singular consciousness that spawned an entire race of machines. We don't know who struck first, us or them. But we know that it was us that scorched the sky. At the time, they were dependent on solar power, and it was believed that they would be unable to survive without an energy source as abundant as the sun. Throughout human history, we have been dependent on machines to survive. Fate, it seems, is not without a sense of irony. The human body generates more bioelectricity than a 120 volt battery and over 25,000 BTUs of body heat. Combined with a form of fusion, the machines had found all the energy they would ever need. There are fields now. Endless fields. Where human beings are no longer born. We are grown. For the longest time I wouldn't believe it. And then I saw the fields with my own eyes. Watched them liquefy the dead so they could be fed intravenously to the living. And standing there. Facing the pure, horrifying precision I came to realize the obviousness of the truth. What is the Matrix? Control. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being
4: into this. No. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, I'm going to start this off with a quick theory. Uh, Not really a theory, just kind of my quick little overview of this here. So, obviously, we're dealing with a simulation, which I've said in the past definitely exists. I... 100% 100% believe that that's what we're living in. Now, the specifics of something like a simulation, um, that that's up in the air. Now, I'll be very brief and general because we have some more clips that I'm going to play to kind of, you know, propel this thought-provoking subject along. Let me see here. Give me a moment. Turn me down a bit. I don't like to hear myself that loud. All right, so... Obviously, that was a clip from The Matrix, and um, if you haven't seen The Matrix, I recommend you start there, just as a quick little uh, jump into it, simulation summary. Now, obviously, I don't think that The Matrix is an exact replica of what is going on, but the clip that I just played, where Morpheus is explaining exactly what uh, what they know happened In the end of the 21st century or 20th century to humans. Now, you can reflect this on today, right? Now, with a simulation, there's two, in my opinion, there's two uh, possibilities, right? We're already in a simulation. That's the first possibility. We're already in a simulation. Now, think of it this way. Actually, no, because the next option that I'm going to provide, which now, and you'll you'll figure this out on your own, but most most likely both of these thing, both of these possibilities are what's actually reality. Now, my second possibility is that we are currently creating a simulation. Now, that it, you can kind of base off of just our track record, what we're doing, what we do with technology, the direction that we push it in, and what I mean would be the obvious is video games. So you look at video games and what where video games started. Okay, you had Pong, you had then you had your Marios, you had video games were shitty. So let me adjust this. Hold on, folks. That's better. So video games, if you watch the spike of improvement. So we have VR technology, right? Virtual reality technology. And it's kind of mediocre. It's fun, and you will get lost in it if you spend too much time with the helmet on. You know, the Oculus and the things that you can go get. Now, also, folks, keep this in mind. This Keep this in mind for all of my videos. But whatever technology is in the public realm, the public arena, is... Fifty to a hundred years behind what our most elite government officials have, what the highest rank has at their disposal. We don't even know about that in the public arena. We have no idea what it is. Now I'm not gonna. That could easily spiral off in the UFO talk. I'm not gonna go there per se. However, bringing you back to the video games, we have VR headsets already. Again. They're not ideal and it's an obvious start to something that can be incredible. Now, with what I just said, what do we have now? Now what do you think they have? You know, how far along is their simulation technology that we don't even know exists? So again, let's just let's just think on the on the wavelength that we are not in a simulation, and this is an actual reality or what we perceive as a reality and we're slowly creating a false world which I we're, we are doing I mean that's what that reality will be virtual reality is a matrix it's just how far along the technology is and how we can still distinguish reality from the game and even you know I'm an avid Xbox player you know first person shooters call of duty Um, things like that, and you sit in front of your TV and play that for four and a half hours straight, and you get lost in it. Not, you know, obviously not at a rate where any kind of matrix or simulation, but it's that minuscule example that if you elaborate on and continue, you know, continue the curve for technology spiking in the future, what's it going to look like in 2045? how are you going to be able to distinguish reality from what's real? So think of the TV show Westworld. Um, Westworld is a HBO show that basically redid the concept of the matrix. Just not as obviously not like a copy of it, but took that, uh, matrix simulation concept. And so what it is, is in the future, you know, they created this simulation of the Old West that really wealthy people can, you know, pay and jump into the Old West and they get to live it. It's real. Of course, it's a simulation. Now, obviously, the the part about the show that is interesting is that some of the simulated characters who aren't real people, those are just a computer program, start to realize they're in the simulation. Which becomes a problem. So, what does that what does that mean for? And we're going to get into a lot of this uh, further. You know, like simulator programmers, um, correcting the simulation, uh, things like that, and of course, parallel universes. What that means, and then we're going to jump to CERN, and what I think CERN and, and Geneva, Switzerland. Is up to now I'm not going to necessarily go down the satanic ritual uh, part of the CERN topic I will touch on it because I do believe it is relevant to the simulation theory here and now another disclaimer I am NOT here to discuss the scientific simulation theory I am talking about the possibility of us a already being in one and not being aware just like in The Matrix. Uh, it explains it beautifully in The Matrix, how, what happened, the transition from humans to tech, right? So if you pay attention to, if you pay attention to technology and where it goes and, and the, the rate of growth and not just AI technology, but uh, transhumanism. Transhumanism is a blowing up industry Just in Boston mechanics alone, the exosuits that they've created that are that work perfectly, the machines that you can jump into and and walk around in, you know, it it really is straight out of the matrix. You know, you notice in the third or the second and the third matrix movie when you finally see Zion, which is where they're out of the Matrix. These are the the resistance group that are that have found out about the Matrix. Uh, people have helped them figure it out, pulled them out, and helped them assimilate to what real reality is, which is a shithole. It's post-apocalyptic, ex- well, I wouldn't say dystopian, but extremely post-apocalyptic. Humans are obsolete. Now, you hear people talk about this a lot. You know, people like Alex Jones and, and people who tra- you know, talk about transhumanism and the dangers of AI, even people like elon musk so the next clip i'm going to play because again i just that wasn't you know i just wanted to kind of throw it out there and get it started here so i want to play a clip from uh well featuring elon musk but so yeah here's the clip elon musk also supports the idea that
1: we are living in a computer simulation according to him there's a billion to one chance we're living in base reality
5: i mean there's some interesting
1: things here on the virtual reality front um
5: I mean, just on the whole notion of a simulation, which is that if, if, you just, if you extrapolate into the future and say, well, how good, let's say, will video games be in a uh, hundred or two hundred or thousand years from now, if, if there's continued improvement um, and you know, you're in a full body haptic suit with a sort of surround vision, and you know, you, it, it, it's, it becomes beyond a certain resolution, indistinguishable from reality. Um, if, and, and there were likely to be there're likely to be millions, maybe maybe billions of such simulations. So then what are the odds that we're actually in base reality? Isn't it one in billions? What's outside the simulation? There may be ways to test whether it's a simulation there might be i'm not saying they're not but you could certainly imagine that a simulation could correct w- that once an entity in the simulation found a way to detect the simulation it could either restart the, you know pause the simulation start a new
1: simulation or do one of any other things that then corrects for that error to understand how we could be living in a simulation one needs to explore the simulation hypothesis or simulation theory Bostrom developed an expanded argument examining the probability of our reality being a simulation. His argument states that at least one of the following statements is very likely to be true 1. Human civilization, or a comparable civilization, is unlikely to reach a level of technological maturity capable of producing simulated realities, or such simulations are physically impossible to construct. 2. Comparable civilizations reaching aforementioned technological status will likely not produce a significant number of simulated realities, one that might not push the probable existence of digital entities beyond the probable number of real entities in a universe. For any of a number of reasons, such as diversion or computational processing power for other tasks, ethical considerations of holding entities captive in simulated realities. 3 Any entities with our general set of experiences are almost certainly living in a simulation. 4 We are living in a reality in which post-humans have not developed yet and we are actually living in reality. Some speculate that simulations could have been created by an advanced artificial superintelligence or even an alien species, the truth however is completely unknown. Neil deGrasse Tyson also finds it hard to argue against the simulation hypothesis. You look at our computing power today and you say, I have the power to program a
3: world inside of a computer. Well, imagine in the future where you have even more power than that and you can create characters that have, for example, free will or their own perception of free will. So this is a world and I program in the laws that govern that world. That world will have its own laws of physics and chemistry and biology. Now you're a character in that world and you think you have free will and you say, I want to invent a computer, so you do hey, I want to create a world in my computer. And then that world creates a world in its computer. And then you have simulations all the way down. So now you lay out all these universes and throw a dart. Which of these universes are you most likely to hit? The original one that started it, or the countless simulations, the daughter simulations that uh, unfolded thereafter? You're you're gonna hit one of the simulations. So statistically, Based on that argument, which first appeared by a a philosopher from Oxford named Nick Bostrom back in the 1990s, right when computers were becoming real enough to think this through. It's hard to argue against the possibility that all of us are not just the creation of some kid in a parent's
4: basement programming up a world for their own. Awesome. So I want to run quickly through... um... I got a lot of bullet points here, but I want to connect them to make it make sense, of course. Now, I gave a brief little thing of a simulation theory and how I feel about it. Now, of course, we're either in a simulation or we're creating a new one. But as you just heard Neil deGrasse Tyson say, uh, it could be both, if not even further along than that. So I'm going to jump here to the science side of things with CERN. So I want to kind of discuss CERN for a minute. And then I'm going to play a quick clip about the LHC. So CERN is a physics lab in Geneva, Switzerland. Now, what's the significance of CERN is, you know, goes across the board. Um, Now, in this particular subject, I think CERN is relevant because of what they experiment with. So we'll take a second here away from uh, the topic at hand, and just kind of discuss the Hadron Collider. So, the LHC is the Large Hadron Collider in Geneva, Switzerland, running underground. I uh, don't have notes on the size of it, nor do I give a shit. It's enormous. It's almost the entire country of, I believe it touches three different countries, but it's almost all of Switzerland. And again, it runs underground and it's, in, it's the world's largest particle accelerator. So what that does, or let, well, let's talk CERN and what their actual goal was with this thing, or is. They're still doing this. And what it is, is obviously particle acceleration, smashing together atoms and particles, trying to recreate the Big Bang. Now, CERN already works with, you know, wormholes, black hole science, You know, years ago, I think in 2008, CERN opened up successfully micro black holes. And what came of those black holes is speculative. However, uh, this is a conspiracy podcast, so we're going to bring it up. And a lot, I forget how many, a lot of, I mean, a lot of employees for CERN quit, they resigned. A couple killed themselves and left really eerie notes behind. And apparently they opened portals to other dimensions. Now, we'll keep it, we'll we'll run on the religious line for a few minutes. And what I first interpreted, and what I was getting out of it, and I'll explain why, was they must have opened, opened a portal to hell. What they said came out. Of these portals, or what they said they let in was dark energy, right? Dark matter. Um, ooh, I should get the clip of the pastor preaching about CERN, actually. I might save that for it because, see, CERN's a really big topic. And I wanted to, my original podcast plan for today was not to talk about the simulation, actually. That's something I've been developing and, and researching lately that's my own belief. I believe we're in a simulation. So of course I wanted to do an episode about it. Um, but this started with CERN. I mean, I wanted to explore the topic of CERN and its relation to, you know, entities and in, in different dimensions and portals. And honestly, the things that they said happened when they released this, uh, this dark matter was really demonic, paranormal, if you will. And they, okay, putting the religious, the demon stuff aside, just for the sake of conversation, it's obvious that they opened a portal to something else. They opened a portal to a different dimension, a different uh, timeline, a a different thing, right? Now, what came back out of that can be interpreted as whatever, demons, darkness, it's different. It's not what we're here. It's not what we see. It's not what we feel. So, what they did was they successfully turned their machine on in 2012, and nothing really happened. You didn't really hear anything about it. I know that it supposedly failed because there was a rat chewing on shit, which, you know, if you have that big of a uh, machine that advanced of technology and and a rat can shut it down. I don't know. I just, it's bullshit, but, and this again, folks is going to be strictly theory. This is strictly food for thought. Um, uh, this isn't a base proof uh, theory. Uh, You know, it's just, we're talking thought provoking. Now CERN does this experiment successfully in 2012. There's a really big ongoing theory out there about, the fact of what happened in 2012 what happened when when they they turned this machine on and it supposedly was to recreate the big bang now again their goal with recreating the big bang was they're trying to find god they're trying to um back you know backtrack the big bang theory right so what it is is remember they're using black holes and what black holes do it's a wormhole. It bends space-time. It's time travel, or a straight shot to a different dimension. A different. We don't really know. And that's why I love quantum physics, and the topic of CERN interests me greatly. However, it's really dangerous. In fact, Stephen Hawking, is one of his last warnings to to civilization and humans before he passed, was what CERN is doing. Is extremely dangerous and could easily destroy our planet now not like in the movies of course but destroy our planet by swallowing it up see because you open a black hole just a tiny black hole say you open a couple of black holes what happens you got to contain them right you have to contain these black holes but at the rate that they operated this machine in 2012 They could have easily opened up an enormous black hole that swallowed up the the earth. And would we know it? Would we even realize what's happening? Would we just explode? Would we see it being sucked up? Would it just happen? See, because time is irrelevant, right? Time isn't real. So we assume that a black hole would open up and we would just get sucked in and we would all be like, oh my God, look, and we would all be dead. No, I don't think that that would be the case. I think that it would completely suck in the earth and it would alter our time state, right? We wouldn't understand, you know, ever since 2012, and this is kind of a fact, I guess, the world has been different. Okay. Everything has felt just a little different. And as we've progressed further, I mean, here we are in 2020 I don't want to be cliche or be hack and be like, "Oh, 2020 is the worst year. We'll never forget this year." But I think that has a lot to do with not just what's happened, but it's 2020, the year of 20. Come on, we're not going to forget that year, and it sucked. So everything's just been getting a little crazier. Now I am, a, you know, not to. I'm not going to talk about politics, but. The election, yeah. Even if you're a Trump supporter, a conservative, whatever you are, I support Trump. But the election was crazy. The 2016 election was insane. It was obviously uh, some kind of anomaly. Some kind of everything. The the you know deaths of celebrities ramped up. Now I know you're probably like, dude, celebrities die all the time. No, it ramped up, and it just things have just been happening. It's hard to explain, but. I feel like a lot of you know what I mean. Everyone's lives have just felt a little unhinged. You know what I mean. So, why is that? What happened in 2012? Did we all die? Is this hell? See, because my my thing is the the Earth is hell, anyways. I mean, I talked about this on a previous podcast. The Earth is hell. It's our job. And this is part. It's my opinion. It's our job to successfully make it off of hell. Okay. Why would this, why would I say this is hell? Because the earth belongs, you know, if you read the text, the earth belongs to Satan. You know, the evil that you all want to avoid, it's already here. Okay. We don't belong here. This is the, this is a hell realm. Okay. The world, it's, it's manufactured, okay? It's it's does nothing but push materialism. Shun conspiracies. Shun people who want to have higher authority in their own mind. Shun people who want to open their mind. Unlock uh, new paths of thought. New realizations, right? Thinking and pondering on things like other dimensions, other realities, simulations. And it's not to ever discourage credit reality or discredit even religion. It's just kind of a uh, religion to me would be almost a handbook, right? So what we're going to do is let's talk about, so, okay. So CERN, just a wrap up CERN a little bit there with, I don't want to, this is not a video on how we might've died in 2012, um, though it was going to be. That was what I was going to talk about. But there's plenty of videos out there making fun of that theory and even proving a little bit of that theory. Some of those videos include things like the Mandela effect, which I'm going to get to here in a moment. So CERN, now whatever you think they're doing, I mean, obviously it's, it's a satanic company. I mean, they, they're built just like every other big company. They're built upon Satanism. And and weird deity worships, you know, they were gifted from, I think, India with a statue that's placed outside of CERN that is Shiva, which is a Hindu god. And it's the Hindu god of destruction. So you have them creating, trying to recreate a Big Bang that people like Stephen Hawking say would be the destruction of Earth. And they have the Hindu god of destruction right outside. Also, little tidbit here, if you're into it, is their symbol, their updated symbol for CERN has three sixes in it. Now, there's obviously debunking arguments for that and whatever. Some things are fun to think about. So, what do I think that CERN is doing? I don't know. But I th- we're talking here about the simulation today. I think, and again, food for thought. I think that CERN found something. I think that how it's being interpreted is different, but I think CERN found part of the outside simulation, right? Or they tapped into another simulation, another reality, a a parallel universe. It's all the same. It's just different simulations. So like you heard in Elon Musk's video, or well, was, it was actually Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, you think about it this way, okay? And I'm, I'm going to apologize now. I'm going to be scattered today. This is just a whole bunch of shit going together. So, you're a kid with a computer designing a program in that computer. You're designing a world. Now, what if that world then designs another world, another simulation, and on and on and on? Constant simulations going infinitely at one time. Now, what would you, how hard, how much of a stretch is it to perceive something like multiple simulations as just dimensions, right? And could you tap into those other simulations through the work of something like CERN or the Hadron Collider? Okay. Are they opening up black holes? to other dimensions or portals or are they opening little bitty black holes to other dimensions being simulations other simulations that have been created within the bigger simulations so what is uh let's see i'm gonna keep this timeline here i'll play yeah i'll go ahead and play the cern clip and that way we can kind of Tie that in. Here we go. The world's biggest science experiment, the Large
2: Hadron Collider, is housed in a 27 kilometer tunnel up to 175 meters beneath the Franco Swiss border near Geneva. It was built by over 10,000 scientists and engineers from over 100 countries. Over 1,600 superconducting magnets keep the proton beams on track, most weighing over 27 tons. Superfluid helium-4 keeps the magnets at 1.9 Kelvin, that's minus 271 centigrade, colder than outer space. Having confirmed the existence of the Higgs boson, or God particle, the LHC is hunting for dark matter and extra dimensions. The standard model only explains around 5% of the universe. Dark matter and dark energy form 95%. The collider's energy has increased to recreate temperatures last seen billionths of a second after the Big Bang. And collision data is analysed by the world's largest computing grid, connecting over 170 computing centres in 36 countries. A hundred years ago, Einstein showed that mass warps the fabric of space-time. But why is gravity so weak? Why does a fridge magnet stick to the fridge, despite the entire Earth pulling it down? String theory predicts that gravity leaks into many hidden dimensions. And scientists hope to detect particles moving into these dimensions. CERN is already planning a collider four times larger with seven times the energy. They hope to confirm some amazing theories. But even more, they hope to discover
4: something entirely new. All right, so that's just like a quick, you know, science clip for you, a little science class. Um, so yeah, as I've said about the CERN Hadron Collider is, as he just said, okay. Well, there's two points I want to kind of talk about. First is the God particle, which again I didn't want to spend too much time on, but it's what they discovered when they turned this machine on successfully, and it was in search of dark matter, as you heard. But the God particle. It relating to new physics, right? So it's new physics that they're discovering every day. Now, let's take an overview of the world, right? Starting with the physics. It uh, scientists have been, you know, discovering physics over time forever. It never stops where they discover something right there's always something new going on there's always a new you know recently they discovered that objects you know non-living objects react when you look at them right so in front of me is a a a plastic cup now that's not a living object obviously now when i look at the cup directly the particle the micro particles in that cup react me looking at them right it's it does that make it living does that make it alive so that's just kind of an interesting piece when you're talking about physics Is like we're always discovering something new so what would that mean for a simulation okay how would that connect to us being in a simulation what would physics be right something it's, it's a list of rules that We discover a little bit at a time. Are we allowed to discover a little bit at a time? Or is it just what we can discover? Is it just the rate that we can find it? What would it be? What would that science be? What does that mean? Well, could could it be a rule book, right? Kind of like what we were talking about with religion, talking about the Bible, okay? What, What is that? What is the Bible? What is the physics, right? The two go hand in hand sometimes, do they not? So, would this be uh, who put it here? Programmers, coders, who are working within the simulation, right? Well, what about ghosts? Hmm. What about entities, demons? Are these are these ghosts? Are they overlapping simulations, or are they people within our simulation coding and working on the programs, updating? programs software we're not supposed to see them sometimes we see them dogs see them babies see them it's all frequencies right different amounts of energy so on our frequency yeah we're we look around and see our reality but every now and then a different frequency might tap in and it's considered a ghost or something that movies have told us to think but what is it really programmers people working on the simulation always updating the so- the software of the simulation Okay, so. The physics, of course, being a a game plan, we're figuring this out, us figuring out physics is figuring out the world, it's figuring out the simulation, we don't might not know it. scientists might not know it, they're chasing God. But really, who are they chasing? Are they chasing? Are they chasing the people who run the simulation? Are they chasing legitimate reality? So the second thing that he said that I found fascinating and it directly ties into us creating a simulation as we speak. He said, "The world's largest computer grid operates this hadron collider." So what I what that told me when I heard that is we're talking about a simulation here, us creating technology that can, you know, simulate reality. In my opinion, that would require the entire Earth to be underneath a computer grid or a technology grid. So, just to operate this collider, you have the world's largest computer grid. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. It's a slow build. Now, I think CERN knows about the simulation. I think CERN discovered the truth. I don't now. Do they understand what they discovered? I'm not sure. But I do know that they digging in the hole they're digging in have got to have discovered pieces of the simulation of this grid that we live in. Right. So. A.I. obviously is the direct advancement towards a tech future, a dystopian tech future or, you know, A future where humans are obsolete. And that's what worries a lot of people in the conspiracy world is because you have something like COVID-19 happening, which is an obvious manufactured shutdown through Bill Gates and higher ups. And I mean, you, I'm not going to dive into that conspiracy. You can listen to other podcasts of mine about it, but easily tying into creating an AI grid, right? Now, the clip that I played at the beginning of the podcast from the matrix is pretty close. I think to what it would look like, what, what that reality would be like creating AI systems of intelligence past hours that do not need us or will not need us. And then what either we adapt or we become obsolete. So you have these higher up elites who admit that, They look forward to a future without humans, right? That's in the news. That's science news. You can go find it. They look forward to a tech-ruled future without humans populating the earth and polluting and so on and so forth, right? So they admit to this, right? They admit to this being kind of the plan. So it's create these advanced machines, there's no need for humans. So in the Matrix, what did happen to the humans, right? They got solar power. We figured that out. We created a fire in the sky blocking the sun. And what did that leave for humans? Instead of humans being born, they were being grown like crop in the fields, right? Now, what is what do you always hear about with aliens, right? They treat humans like cattle. So what would that, you know, are aliens from other simulations are they are they people who work on the simulation which is why they can maneuver the simulation so much without us even seeing them so it um hold on a moment oopsies missing my volume so yeah we we're in the midst of a design grid right now right we see it happening every day the tech grid is being built whether it be 5G which is killing us or creating, uh, you know, there's 5g satellites aligning the entire, the entire earth. That's that can't be good, right? That can't be good. So what does that lead to? That leads to, so we have a COVID shutdown. So COVID killing people apparently. And then we have a shutdown, which lowers immune systems to shit. Stay in your house, wear your mask, you know, enslave yourselves. That's the name. That's the name of the game is enslave ourselves through big tech, whether it be social media, you know, we're voluntarily giving them our information, right? We're voluntarily locking ourselves inside. We're volunteer. We're doing it. They're, they're, they're sophisticated enough to not have to forcefully enslave us. They're, they're making us do it ourselves. So we're enslaving ourselves in order for what? Okay. Machines to enslave us. Now, you're probably wondering, well, what about these elites that are humans? What are they going to... Again, adapt or be obsolete. They will find use for themselves. They will. They. they already have. They know. A lot of these high-up elite people, especially in science, they, I, in my opinion, they know. They know the truth about a simulation. Now, the problem with that is, if someone discovered that they were in a simulation, what would the people... Running this simulation do. Would they alter it? Would they update it? Would they change things? Would they alter reality that we know? That we know well? So what would that? That would be the Mandela effect. Yeah. The Mandela effect. If you don't already know what that is. Is really fascinating for starters. Uh, It's thinking you remember something one way. It's obviously a different way. Right? There's hundreds of examples you can go find on YouTube, compilations. Uh, obviously, Nelson Mandela dying in the 80s and then dying again in the 2000s. That's my biggest example because I, I don't remember him dying in the 80s, but I remember reading about him dying in the 80s. I remember it in school. And then I remember the day he actually died. That's when I found the the Mandela effect. It fucked me up. I'm going to be honest. So you got a bunch of examples like little, most of its logo stuff. Uh, You know, the, the Bernstein bears now is the Berenstein bears, things like that. Uh, The biggest one is I think, well, the one I just stumbled on recently is the statue of Liberty being on, or sorry, not being on Ellis Island, even though we all remember it being on Ellis Island. There's old texts that, that are photographed that say it's on Ellis Island. So either there's something going on with our current reality state or they moved the fucking Empire State Building. Or sorry, fuck me, the Statue of Liberty. I'm retarded today. So the Mandela Effect, again, I recommend you look it up on your own time. Look at all the examples you may or may not buy it, but in my opinion, there's so many people out there that agree with it, and they remember certain things a certain way, and this, the chances of that many people having memory flaw is just not, it just doesn't, I don't buy it. So what would that mean in the case, in the in the event that the Mandela Effect is legitimately something going on, what is it, okay? Let Let's think about it in terms of us being in the simulation, right? So we were just talking about if somebody or if people were to start discovering that we're living in something like that, how would they stop that? How would they fix the simulation? Because when you're in control of reality, you're in control of what's real. You're in control of what people perceive as real all the way to the conscious effort, to the conscious mind. You control all of it. So, you have people starting to figure this out, then they have to come in and change it. So, that could be a little bit about why we have a false memory. There's a couple reasons. The other reasons, or a reason would be, going back to CERN, did they shift our time continuum? Did they, by opening what they opened or doing what they did that we don't know about, did it push us into some alternate dimension that's just a little bit off, right? What they did was powerful enough to shift us into this minuscule difference of, an, of a reality, right? Because so what it is is there's going to be infinite of the same shit going on always, but just each reality, each uh, uh, dimension would be just a little bit off, right? Just things are just a little bit different. So the way I'm sitting, again, with my cup in front of me, um, I have a cup, a pen, and a can of dip. And this, in the, in the reality right next to us that it pushed us in, I have a plastic cup, a can of dip, and a pencil instead of a pen, right? So just the littlest difference. And it just keeps going, it keeps going. Now, if you were to jump from where you're at in your current reality, reality, all the way to say a hundred realities or dimensions over, then what would that look like? It is your reality still, right? It's just so drastically different. You wouldn't even recognize it. You wouldn't even recognize it. Not like you do the one we're in now where just a few things are off enough for someone to coined the mandela effect phrase and that's as far as it'll go that's as far as they would let it go so everything's been crazy since I guess 2008 but mainly 2012 everything's been crazy so what did CERN do did they knock us into this other reality this other dimension or did somebody time travel successfully back and forth which inevitably would fuck up our time and our reality. There's a little fun, you know, time-traveling rabbit hole you could go down about John Titer or Teeter. And he supposedly successfully time-traveled to the year 2036, and hung out with his what would be family. It's a whole thing. You, you could look it up and, and it's it really is a rabbit hole that I, I'm not going down right now. But if somebody did successfully time travel, did that person cause a time shift then causing us to have a Mandela effect where everything is just a little bit off? And if CERN did successfully recreate the Big Bang and our perception of reality is not experiencing it the way we thought we would it could just be echoes right ripples coming from the event of the big bang so if they put a big blipple in time it's going to continue to ripple out right now what would the ripples look like well exactly what would that be well like i said at the beginning of the of the podcast you got an a raised amount of celebrity deaths. You have crazy elections, crazy civil unrest. Uh, We're close to a civil war. The entire world's uh, on a lockdown. Globalism is is trying to take over. Like If you really dive into how the world looks right now, everyone's pro-abortion. You got celebrities torturing kids to extract adrenochrome. It keeps going on and on and on. Those are all ripples. Those are effects from something like what they've done. So when I say we're all dead, or they killed us in 2020, it doesn't mean what you think it means. They've completely altered our reality and our time. And everything's just a little off. And now, our world is going in a completely different direction of reality. One that a different parallel universe, very similar to ours would have gone through and it just plopped us right in there
1: the ability to manipulate memory creates unlimited power political economical cultural runs the gamut from holocaust denial to corporate product recognition there are companies who are willing to pay anything do anything to have people forget that their products explode on impact or suddenly catch fire Companies like G spending billions in profit to repress these memories. The only thing I haven't been able to do is to figure out how they're doing it.
2: They can't. I, I'm sorry, but this is ridiculous. I mean, the Mandela effect is it's simply- the
1: Mingle effect, guys. It's the Mingle effect, just say it.
2: Is simply people misremembering stuff.
1: But maybe this
2: is actually evidence of a parallel universe. Wait, Wait what? what? So maybe these differences in collective memories are actually evidence of of our universe somehow becoming intertwined with another, if not identical, then very similar universe. So people's memories are correct, they're just remembering something that happened in another dimension, hence the discrepancies.
1: That's science, Scully.
2: Theoretical science at best, Mulder.
1: Yeah. We're not going to do this parallel universe, sci-fi, gobbledygook, nerd boy, OK? So just please drop it, because that crap gives me a headache. It's a lot better than some
2: evil entity zapping people's brains with a hypno ray gun. I never mentioned a hypno ray gun.
3: Guys, so. it's faulty memory because Occam's razor.
1: That's Ozzy's razor, not Occam's. It's always been Ozzy's razor. Maybe in a
2: parallel universe it is, but in still yet another universe is perhaps known as Occam's Axe.
3: It's
4: not parallel universes. All right, so it's a clip from uh, obviously the X-Files, but it's just kind of an example of Hollywood kind of telling you, right? They always tell you. That's what movies and, and art and everything, they're all given things to tell us, right? Information to ease into us through entertainment and art. I mean, that's what it is, whether it be aliens or anything else. Okay, dimensions, simulations, they tell us about it. They're very transparent, but we have to know how to hear them and how to read it. So that was just, uh, that was a quick little fun clip I found from the X-Files there. But basically what I'm talking about. So where are we at here? We're at right about an hour. Um, let's see here. I guess what we'll do is wrap it up and kind of talk about where we are right now, right? Now, obviously no one has any real proof we're in a simulation. I believe we are because of the road that we're heading down with the technology. It probably has happened a bunch of times. Okay. It's happened a bunch of times. That's why we're currently in a simulation. We could probably be in a 15th simulation. We'd never know. So let's talk about where we are now. What we're creating now we are creating a simulation in the future. I just don't know if we know it yet. You got the advancement of the video games, right? That's going to get to a point where, you, like I said, indistinguishable from reality. Which one's going to be better? You're going to choose the better reality, the more fun, relaxing, you know, intense reality that's going to benefit you more. And I guarantee that's going to be the fake reality. So you're going to embrace it. Now, that's just the video games, right? You're going to be able to plug in, be live, and be doing real shit and feel like you're really in a real reality, and when you're not. So, let's see. The, 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 let's see we got. So, again, I mentioned globalism, but there's prediction there's all sorts of predictions about the future like the near future of technology you know the year 2045 all this and a lot of it man it just doesn't include us and again they're transparent about that i've told you that you can look it up but we we're seeing a big push towards globalism right we're seeing a big push towards globalism openly one world government, one world religion, one world everything, one world science. So, for example, they openly want one world government. I mean, there's a lot of people that want that. They have the you have the Pope coming out a few years ago trying to globalize religion, right? Trying to bring all the religions together. This is what he said. Trying to bring all the religions together into one. Now, he used it under the guise of that way will all have respect It'll all he was a progressive pope so he was pushing for the same progressive all one world bullshit so then you have covid which is the entire world like just buckled underneath the two parent you know the global the global health initiative the new world order that in my opinion has taken over the who the eu it runs our world science right now our world health it it's not good and it's a direct push for globalism now globalism you know in theory would bring everyone together and the prediction is that everyone will be brought together through ai right I you heard it in the matrix it brought everybody together with the invention of AI technology, right? Now, what what would bringing everyone together do? Right, bringing everyone to agree, which sounds dreamy, it makes it really easy to control everyone. That's why globalism's bad. That's why nobody pushes for globalism. So, you're seeing it happen already. We're, we're globalizing everything, but Mono- technology is monopolizing everything. And unless something is done about that legislative wise, that's inevitably going to happen. There'll be three companies running everything in tech and it will just, all the companies will just buy up each other until there's one company running everything. That company is going to go online. What does that sound like? It sounds like Skynet directly from the Terminator, Right. Crazy Hollywood shit, but like I said, Hollywood feeds this shit to you. They tell you what's happening. They tell you. They ease your mind into it. The enslavement portion of this is already happening. The highest elite people running our world, They what are they doing all the time? Trafficking. It's all trafficking kids. It's all kids this and molesting and murdering and adrenochrome and all this crazy shit. They already do that. So I got to be careful not to spiral off on other topics that I'm going to talk about for another day. In fact, that's the, the we're right at the hour mark here. So I, I'm I'll uh, I'm not really done <laughs> talking about this stuff per se, You can call this kind of an intro to my simulation uh, theory, but that's kind of an overview layout of what I believe is going on with simulations or just possibilities, the connections with CERN, the LHC and, you know, Elon Musk's warnings and the Mandela effect, parallel universes, all that. But there's a whole nother realm of the CERN topic that goes down the religious and demonic uh, paths and that's something I'm going to probably spend a whole nother hour on um, I don't know about next week but I'm going to work on it um, I appreciate you guys sticking around I skipped uh, last week um, no show for last Monday I had a lot of weddings to attend and yeah just a lot of shit going on I got sick um, anywho yeah I that's the show I appreciate everybody checking it out please post comments, links, send me information, send me fun shit to read, rabbit holes. You know, let me see it. Let me see it. Um, if you like the show, make sure you share it. And um, check us out if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. You can get an Apple uh, podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Red Circle is my host site. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel where... I will not post full shows typically, um, but broken up, you know, just clips from throughout the shows, and you can get quick little uh, segments of my of my podcast there. And of course, there's links to all of the platforms where the full show will be. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Just a quick little talk about CERN and all that good stuff. And um, yeah, look for a part two about CERN and the simulation. Maybe the simulation, probably just CERN, demons and stuff, rituals and all that jazz. But go check out previous podcasts about Adrenochrome and the elites and COVID, the Great Reset, Bill Gates, all of it, Davos, George Soros. Um, there's a couple previous full episodes you can get on, again, all the platforms that you know well, and Yeah. Let me think. Anything else? Anything else? I got other shit, right? Uh, I guess that's it. That's the only announcements I got. Um, yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. Check us out. Um, look for clips on my YouTube channel throughout this week to just highlight some of the, some of my favorite parts from the podcast this week, last week, any week I want. All right, folks. I will uh, see you next Monday.